Hello, Beth Chase here and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. I hope you all are enjoying this beautiful weather in Seattle and that you are staying safe. Well, Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical, a medical clinic that provides free reproductive health services for women in the Seattle area. Well, with me here today is Taylor Worthen. She's the executive assistant to the leadership team of 3W Medical for Women. Welcome, Taylor. Thanks for having me, Beth. Uh, so good to have you here. I think our topic is going to be of, of, of interest to so many out there. I know it is to me. Uh, so I understand that you're going to be talking about your experience with the Minstrel Cup. I am. I'm very excited about this topic. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, so let's, I guess, start with what is a Minstrel Cup? So a menstrual cup is, it's very small, can probably fit in the palm of your hand, but it is a medical grade silicone cup that is used to basically hold period blood. Um, and it is replacing things like pads, tampons, um, some of those traditional things that we use. I know that some of the newer items that have come out there are also like Thinks panties, which are period underwear, or there's even the minstrel disc, which is similar to the cup, but they are different. But the, the minstrel cup can hold like 15 to 20 milliliters of blood, which is quite a bit in comparison to our normal tampons or pads. So yeah, I I have been using mine for three years, and I have I really haven't gone back. It's been a great experience for me. So is the menstrual cup safe? It is safe. I think that in comparison to some of these other things I had said before, you know, tampons and pads have perfumes or other things in them, plastics that are really harmful to the body. Whereas the menstrual cup, it's just plastic um, or it's just that silicone not plastic and so there's nothing that is harmful to the body there which is which is really awesome and they they've been around for a while as I was doing some research they date back into the late 1800s but they were used a little differently I guess I mean you kind of wore them with a belt and it was it was very the details of it seemed very uncomfortable they kind of made a comeback in the 1930s where they were then cups but they were latex and I think that they didn't catch on very well because there was kind of a mess associated with it and people were not really interested and then they later created maybe disposable menstrual cups are going to be you know well worth the investment and they really were reintroduced in the 1980s where they then became silicone which is probably favorable since mm -hmm. so many people have latex allergies in this day and age and so they're they're extremely comfortable i think that they've even made another comeback within the last 5 years as we are more of a green culture and eco-friendly culture. And I think that that's a huge draw to people. Mm -hmm. So can you give me two reasons why a woman should consider a oh, menstrual cup? Absolutely. At least two. Yeah. I've, I bet I've, you have more. Oh, I do. I have lots of reasons. <laughs> okay. um, so obviously it's, it's cost effective. If you think about, and when I was adding it up, if I thought about the amount of pads and tampons that I was buying every month or even every year, I'm, you're spending hundreds, if not a thousand or thousands of dollars every year to use something that's disposable and you're constantly getting rid of. So that was one reason is it's really cost effective. 
Second, uh, it travels light, this menstrual cup. So I've done a lot of traveling. And of course, when you travel, especially overseas, you wanna pack light. Well, nothing gets in the way more than having this big bag of just your feminine products uh -huh. um, versus, you know, <laughs> yes. like I said, that yeah. the cup can fit in the palm of your hand. It's great. So it travels mm -hmm. light, especially for, I like to go backpacking as well. So when you think about carrying in, carrying out what you're carrying in, mm -hmm. I am able to just think about one thing and one thing only. Well, uh, Taylor, how many menstrual cups does a woman need to have? One, two, three? I have been, I've been with mine for three years. I know that these will actually last, I mean, they'll last you over a decade. So one uh -huh. cup will last uh -huh. you huh. 10, 11, 12 years. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. I bet the feminine products businesses are not thrilled about it. Oh, I, I imagine <laughs> so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's truly an investment. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, just like anything else, you kind of follow the money sometimes. And so that's great. How much does it cost? Range? They can range from anywhere from like 15 to and $20 up to like 30 and 40. I think it really depends on brand. There's mm. a couple of brands out there. Diva Cup tends to be one of the bigger brands that's recognized. And those are a bit more on the expensive side. I think that when I was looking on various websites and coming across Amazon, they had some that were cheaper. I've only used my cup, which is the Luna cup. And like I said, three years going mm -hmm. on strong. So I, I have only good things to say about it. Uh huh. So you would, you would say two sources would be the Luna and the Diva. Yeah. I okay. also recently saw, and I think for beginners, this would be really good, but the Flex cup, oh. they have a little, they have kind of like a a hook that you can hook your finger around to help pull it out. Oh. So that looked good. I <laughs> saw that for the first time just uh, just the other day, and uh -huh. I thought, hmm, maybe when I was starting this journey, uh -huh. that, that could have been nice. Okay, like easier to figure out how to remove it. Yeah. Would you use something like that to implant it? No. So getting it in and getting it out are, are probably the hardest parts of this whole experience you're going to uh -huh. have. And there's resources out there to kind of help you. I know that when I was starting, I was using YouTube a lot and, you know, reading up on a lot of forums. So getting it in, you're going to basically do what you can to, you can use lubricant and fold it and stick it up there. You'll want to make sure that it is completely sealed so that it's creating that suction, preventing any leakage. And then, you know, wait a number of hours. I, you can kind of feel when it's getting full. I, you, you, really? It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing when you start doing yes. things like this, you're huh. way more in tune with your body, which is, <laughs> I love personally. Uh, um, so I've used mine long enough. I know when it's getting mm -hmm. full and then basically practice those Kegels ladies. Cause you definitely, they're going to come into play here cause you're going to use your abs to kind of help push it down and you're going to. Go up there and you're going to pull it out. Uh -huh. You're going to break that section uh -huh. and it'll slide right on out. And huh. in all of my research, they will tell you that the key to this whole process is you have to relax. The more that you're stressed and worried about it, you're 
your muscles are going to tense up and Mm -hmm. kind of prevent you from really getting it out. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you just take a deep breath, relax, know that it is going to come out. It won't get stuck. I can assure you Mm. it will slide out. (laughs) (laughs) Getting it in there may be not too bad, but how are you getting it? So what would you say are the the biggest challenges in using a menstrual cup from your experience? I think that it's not something that we're used to. I mean, Mm -hmm. tampons have the string and maybe that's why the flex cup could be so wonderful is because there's a little bit of that hook to get it out. I think that you need to be more in tune with your getting in tune with your body, just like anything, you know, we're, we're always learning how is our body going to respond and react to something. So I think just listening to how things feel and then, yeah, getting it in and out. Of course, that's that's the hardest part. But like I said, there's so many videos and resources out there to help that it makes it it makes you feel like you're not alone in this process. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, Taylor, that you they could go to YouTube and type in their menstrual cup, yeah, and get some good visual information. Yeah, there was one I was even watching earlier today. It was called like Organic Cup, and uh-huh. they have a great they have great videos on how to wash your cup because you need to sanitize it. Just drop it in some boiling water for five to seven minutes and that'll sanitize it. Wait, how often? After you are done with your period. Oh, okay. So you go through the entire period now worrying about having to clean it. Yeah. You okay. don't want to rinse it out after uh-huh. every time you take it out, but you don't uh-huh. need to go through this deep sanitation. Okay. There are some uh, sanitizing sprays out there. Uh, if people would like to use those. I haven't personally, Mm -hmm. but some people might prefer that. But yes, you you go through that boiling it in some water for five to seven minutes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they go through in this video how to put it in, how Mm -hmm. to take it out, how to relax, maybe positions that you could use to help the process. Mm. So they're very, very detailed. And I think that they also provide a level of comfort of knowing you know, you you need to relax. It's going to be okay. And I know it sounds like it's just so much work for <laughs> for uh-huh. our periods, but our periods are a lot of work, and okay. it, we just got to make peace with that sometimes. Uh huh. Taylor, do they out there the experts? Do they encourage or discourage intercourse while using the cup? You know, I've heard some things, I think, with, like, the flex disc. So their whole claim to fame with that is that you can have sex while using that. I personally don't know how that works, but that that is their purpose for having the disc. With the cup, I've heard that you can, but quite frankly, I don't really... I've never tried that myself. Don't really look forward to doing it. Mm -hmm. Um... So, but I, I have heard that you you could. I just am struggling to see how that would work. <laughs> okay. Personally. <laughs> All right. So, okay, can you kind of walk us through the steps of using and inserting the cup? Yeah. So, as said before, you're going to want to clean it and doing that by dropping it, the cup, and fully submerging it in boiling water for five to seven minutes. In order to insert it, again, you have options. Some people don't need lubricant. Some people want some lubricant. Either way is fine. But what you are going to do is you are going to fold the cup in such a way. There's a couple of different folds you can use. I mostly just use the C fold, which is just you're going to just fold the thing in half. Mm -hmm. And from there, feel around. I'm hoping that we all know where our vagina is. (laughs) 
<laughs> stick it up in there. Uh-huh. And then you want to put it up in there like a couple of, you know, a couple of centimeters. You don't want it to be uncomfortable, but you also don't want it to be like so close to your cervix. Oh, so you don't have to stick it all the way up. No, no. Into this, the sh- closest- this, this, oh. this is not going to like be inside the ah, cervix. Thankfully okay. not. No, okay. it should not be there. Okay. Um, it's just going to, it's going to set right outside there. Okay. Um, and then you want to run your finger around the rim of the cup to make sure it does create that suction. How do you do that? You'll kind of notice that there won't be any dents in the cup. And you can feel that with your finger. And Uh I know it sounds awful, but it's once you get the process down, it's actually quite simple. But you're Uh just going to want to make sure that you got the suction. Okay. And that'll put it in there. And the great thing about the cup is that you can pretty, because of the suction and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have any leakage, you can keep it in there from morning to evening in theory. And I have done that you know, there's many times when I've kept it in just all day and I don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. So that's great for me. And then when you are ready to take it out, I think that sitting and squatting is really the best way to naturally have it come out the easiest way. So you're going to, again, you're going to use your abs to kind of push the cup down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're going to want to break the seal with your fingers and then you'll just pull it out. And all of Mm -hmm. the blood will pretty much fall into the toilet, Mm -hmm. um, which is great. And then from there, you can, you know, wipe it out with some tissues or you can rinse it out in a sink or something like that. It really depends on uh, Mm -hmm. what you're most comfortable with. So you're saying squat over the toilet? Yeah, if you can get uh-huh. in some, as much of a squatting position uh-huh. as possible. If not... Okay, that makes sense. It's totally fine, yeah. Uh-huh. How much blood is actually in that cup? I guess it can vary per how heavy your, your period is, Yeah. right? Yeah, so I mean the cup, there's various sizes, but the average cup will hold 15 milliliters. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is because it is creating that suction area, the cup will overflow, but it will keep the blood just Mm -hmm. kind of in the body. So in theory, I mean, it's just stopping everything from going Mm -hmm. anywhere. So that's just coming all the way out. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Did it impact for you at all your cramping, like getting cramps, menstrual cramps? Because the cup is so flexible, Mm -hmm. um, it, it has prevented cramps for me which is I mean of course we still get them Uh because uh that's just part of this whole process but it doesn't feel because my body isn't fighting with a tampon that is so stiff Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more comfortable oh interesting yeah I've never associated cramping as connect you know being connected with the tampon but now I think about it makes it makes sense yeah that's a possibility the cup is able to like kind of like hug your muscles Uh a little bit more huh now you just were mentioning about the importance of kegels could you talk about what that is yeah so it's basically your ability and men can do it too but to use your abs to i mean it's how we're going to push our babies out right Mm -hmm. we're going to kegel them out in a sense so it's using those muscles to kind of push all of the items that are in our vagina and in our cervix out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. very important to Mm -hmm. do actually. Mm -hmm. I know that Dr. Rutherford recommends to patients all the time that they need to be doing the Kegels. Mm -hmm. Now I remember I've I've had four children and with my second child, I learned about Kegels and how important it is to 
to strengthen those for childbirth. Mm-hmm. And I found this pool, that I, a swimming pool, that my friend and I, she was also pregnant at the same time as I was, and we would go there, and they had very specific exercises in the pool for the purpose mm-hmm. of develop, doing the kegels, and it made a big difference in that delivery. Mm-hmm. I was super impressed. But yes, kegels, important no matter what age. Yeah, right? absolutely. To, to build up those muscles. So I know we talked a little bit about cost and the cost effectiveness mm-hmm. and the comparison of the cost effectiveness. Uh, you've talked about how it really is great for traveling. And I would think for the students out there, university campuses, campus, mm-hmm. uh, to easy to carry around discreetly. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in kind of wrapping this up, this discussion, which thank you again, there's not very many people who would come and talk about <laughs> their menstrual cup. Uh, but I, I learned a lot from here. But okay, so what is the one thing that you would want the listening audience out there to take away from this discussion? I think that I would really love for the audience to know that it sounds intimidating. This You're, you're learning a brand new process for a period, for something that's happening to your body that you already don't like. Mm-hmm. But what I can assure people is that it will positively affect your period experience. And I think that it's like any good thing that there is a learning curve. But once you get past that, it's it'll be hard to go back. And mm-hmm. I think that it is so... Mm-hmm. Wonderful. We've talked about a few things, but it's also um, wonderfully eco-friendly. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of pounds of waste and plastic from these tampons and pads that go into our environment. Whereas, like, my cup will last me, like I said, a decade, if not more. And the fact that I can have that impact, I know at least here in Seattle, that matters to people. Oh, yes. So, you know, like any other discomfort we Mm -hmm. go through for maybe the environment, this is, in my opinion, one of them. But it not only helps, but it's also it's helping me and it's helping my own health and Mm -hmm. um, my personal experience. Mm -hmm. I think you even mentioned to me earlier that there are some well-known women that use the cup and proudly disclose that. Yeah, I know that uh, Cadence Cameron uh, uses the menstrual cup. She loves it. I've read some articles of her talking about it. And I remember in my past, I believe Jennifer Aniston was a pretty big advocate Mm -hmm. for it as well. So there are people who are using it and love it. And I think think that's great. I think Mm -hmm. it's making its comeback in the world very well. Mm -hmm. I I think that I know a lot of friends actually that use it and have used it for a couple of years like me. So I think it's becoming more popular. Mm -hmm. So to summarize it, I think you've brought up some really good points on why women should at least consider it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of reasons why, you know, cost, the environment issues and the convenience of it also. Those are all really good. But you would just say, hey, think about it. And you did recommend two possible manufacturers that you felt were reputable. Yes. The Diva, and what was the second one? I would say Diva and Flex. And Flex, okay. Yeah, I would say Flex. Check that out if you're a beginner, because like I said, I saw that hook, and I think that if you're learning how to do this, that's Uh going to be helpful. (laughs) Yes, I would definitely do that as well. I remember first inserting a tampon, and I just, oh, it was so traumatic. So any like anything else new, you just have to be patient mm. and at least give it a good try in some time. 
Well, thank you again, Taylor, for joining us. I mean, that is just so interesting. Um, I hope you all found this episode helpful. And I would like to encourage you, if you'd like to have more information about 3W, to go to the 3W website, which is, it's the number three. It's the letter W. 3W Medical and then medical.org. And when you get to the website, if you would just go to the top and top menu, and you can click on the tab that talks about Wellness Wednesday, you will find all kinds of information related to the topics that we've been talking about here for the last uh, eight weeks. I think it's been about eight weeks. Yeah, I think so. Also, what you can do, if you have any questions for Dr. Sue, Dr. Sue, who is our medical director here and often a guest on this podcast, there's a place there where you can ask her a question and we're collecting those questions now that in the next couple weeks we'll have her on answering those questions. So please feel free to participate in that Ask Dr. Sue box there and just ask the questions that you would like. So I guess without any further ado, we'll draw this episode to a close. And again, I hope you found it helpful. And so until next time, stay healthy and be well.